Now on Giddy Up, it's time for Trial Time with Dean Watling. Dino, good morning to you. Morning again, Gareth. Um, do you like anything? Um, I was about to say with the trials, but we've got a trialer today that we found, haven't we, that's a little later on in Sydney. Yes, we've got a couple today. Obviously, we touched on a on bag of tips. Needs, unluck, race three, number three, Warwick Farm. Short enough, but one in the later races, uh, race eight, number nine, Welcome Gypsy for the brilliant first up trainer who we did have on the program at the start of the autumn, um, John Thompson. Um, she's trolled up really well, gets a lovely map in behind the speed and you're getting juicy each way old. So I think she's not the worst there in the last and can run you. Definitely a race, and like we mentioned on Mega Tips, I think the favourite, um, the Kim Moore trained horse, is probably needing the run. So, welcome Gypsy, and need some luck today. Of how are we playing out of the, the trial back book um, at Warwick Farm? All right, mate. Um, let's have a look at your star trials from the last uh, week or so. We'll start off with Vanquish for the Gay Waterhouse and Adrian Bot Camp. Brett Preble took the ride on this youngster. Um, what can you tell us there? Yeah, interesting that Brett Preble rode actually in the trial. You make a, a sort of a little bit of a good point there. Um, he doesn't typically, he does ride for the stable, but we've been seeing sort of Regan Bayless, Adam Hieronymus, Tim Clark ride. So um, interesting to see if he sticks on race day. But um, aside from that, this horse has turned uh, gelded to the trials, has really good form around its first two starts as a three-year-old, form around Celestial Legend, Kadinsky Abstract and a couple of others and was well in the market. So I love this profile. Obviously, didn't put it all together in that first prep, but gelded and two really strong trials back in this time. Has good tactical speed, your typical Waterhouse and Bot horse, and um, two trials now ready to head to the races. And I'd suggest, Gareth, that Vanquished uh, will prove hard to beat wherever it goes first up. All right, then. So just with the Gay Waterhouse and Adrian Bot trialers, what are you really looking for with those, those horses from that stable? Yeah, it's a good point. So they obviously do it a little bit different to a lot of stables. They teach their horses to win and gain fitness at the trial. So you want to see them pushed out, uh, which they generally are, but you just want to see a good response to when they are pushed out. Um, and you can look at the times a little bit more um, strenuous when you are looking at what else and bought um, because they are pushed out. You want to see the clock back it up, but you want to see good tactical speed. You want to see them come out of the gates, travel well, and then once they're off the bridle, you want the response to be there. Uh, when they're pushed out. So that's the main thing. And the biggest tick and biggest probably um, a lesson to learn is whatever they do at the trials, you can um, be adamant they'll find one to two lengths come race day. That's a fitness building trial. So they often come on from their trials leading into race day. So if you do think they're under pressure, they don't look too good. Um, Just add a little bonus of one to two lengths when they do go to the races, guys. Rocketeer Girl also impressed you from the Waterhouse and Block Camp. Yep. Uh, two very impressive trials, similar to Vanquished. Um, very lightly raced for a three-year-old, a four-year-old mare. That she's shown talent. Her first start was okay, and then she bolted in at Canterbury by three lengths in a second start, and then trained off in a third start. She obviously had a couple of issues. Um, she's only had three starts, and she's a four-year-old mare, but she looked to come back really well in two trials this time. In the latest was outstanding. The first one was good, probably blow the cobwebs out off a long spell, but um, the latest by Rocketeer Girl was great. So she's um, ready to go back to the races, similar to Vanquished. And you're going out wide here. I love it when you head to somewhere a little bit regional, like Taree, and Glenn Milligan is a very good trainer. Um, trialed this horse by the name of Floss's one that imp- that's impressed you, mate. Um, explain, please. 
Well, I think we get a great guide, and it's probably a little bit of an edge you can find in these um, country trials in New South Wales. Often there's only one or two trials, so you get a mix of unraced horses, raced horses, horses that had 20 starts or two starts. So if you can find one like Foster's One, who was having its first trial, um, three-year-old daughter of Super One, um, you can get a great guide to match them up against some exposed horses. So she trucked along throughout the trial under the right hand Zach Wardick before making up swift ground late under a solid hole. The second horse has had 10 starts for three wins. So it's a little bit of a season campaigner and it's a winner. And Foster's One made it look like second rate. So if we can get a guide off that and use that to add confidence to race day, um, I think it's a great edge that we can have on the market when they do go to the races. So this was a thousand metre trials. Wouldn't be surprised if it goes straight to the races off one trial, but uh, if it does have two, that's no issue at all. But we'll be throwing the Glenn Milligan train, Flosses one straight in the black book. He's a good trainer too, the Milligan camp, Glenn Milligan. So he does a really good job with them. From a from a country perspective as well, um, do you know? Do you have to know the landscape of what they do at the Tari trials? I guess there's 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 like the different country trainers, I, I, I would I would imagine a few of them don't mind hiding a couple of horses from time to time. Yeah, you've got to sort of have your binoculars on and you've got to be able to really switch on when you want to watch them because, like you said, a lot of them are snagged uh, under hard uh, under tight grips on the bridle, never let off. So you got to really make sure you watch it and probably through the line even more so because that's when they do release the brakes and you can see them push on. So... Um, and a lot of them can be right out the back, stretched out big fields. Um, I think another trainer that often does it is um, Matty Dale down there at Goulburn. He's really renowned um, for sort of snagging his back and trying to keep the, the price for, for his um, connections and punters first up. But, you know, similar or probably the, the city, they're more exposed. There's more eyes on them. It's very rare that you can get away with it in the country they can do so. Um, it's it's a good little edge to have, and if you can yep. put the time in, Gareth, to look everywhere in New South Wales on racing New South Wales on the website, it's very accessible and easy. Um, you often come up with a reward. We saw a couple this week yesterday, written fame there in Mwoolumbar for Matthew Dunn. He did a wonderful job and got that horse home, and he was a sneaky one out wide that I think a lot of punters might have missed. And I think that a race like the Kosciuszko, and I haven't had a chat to you about the Kosciuszko just yet, but it's a fascinating race because some of the, the, the more fancied runners here um, are first up in the, the Kosciuszko on Saturday. And when we have a look at the market, the market's been taken down because the, the barrage will be conducted today. But you've got a horse like an Opal Ridge that's first up over the 1,200 metres. Far too easy is another horse that'll be fresh first up into the Kosciuszko on Saturday. So there's a lot of horses that have had a couple of jump outs and trials that perform best fresh. So um, what have you made of the Kosciuszko and trying to do the form and put this puzzle together? Yeah, well, the top four in the market before it was taken down are all presenting first up uh, to the race. Mogo Magic, far too easy, front page and Opal Ridge. So trials definitely come into it. They're exposed horses now. So we do get a good guide off their trials in past preparations, which are great to compare to this time in. You can get a good guide if they're, say, come back a little bit better or they're trialling up to what they did last prep where they come out of one first up. So we do have a good depth of form and exposed form for these horses. But like you said, the top four in the market are all presenting and racing first up, which I love. I think there's a little bit of a, it's probably a little bit easier to do in the Kosciuszko. We haven't quite seen it in the Everest just because you've got to display your horse and mm -hmm. sort of prick the eyes or the ears of the slot owners. But um, I think it shapes to be the best Kosciuszko ever. I think we've got three horses in there 
uh, far too easy front page in Oprah Ridge, which are out and out group listed horses in open grade. And you drop that back to a country um, set up there and Mogo Magic's on the rise. But um, these are proper horses. These would stack up um, in our group and enlisted races, no doubt. And they have, especially front page. You know, he's a dynamite fresh horse. He's trolled up well. Um, Opal Ridge, similar. You know, Mojo, Mogo Magic as well. And far too easy. He's going to get back and charge home, but he's been there and done it before. So I think it shapes to be, and it's probably a little bit lost. Not lost, but hasn't been spoken about enough. But I think it's uh, the best edition we've ever seen of the Kosciuszko. Yeah, I think it's I think it's terrific. And I was talking to Luke Hovanesi about this yesterday, and I've touched on it with Mickey Gannon and a few of the the, the trainers that I interviewed yesterday with the Bet365 Country Racing Hour regarding the Kosciuszko is that, so the prize money's terrific, $2 million. Obviously, it gets split because of the, the slot holders. But what it does, and being a country boy myself, but what, what it does for country people to have a goal like this and to have a race that they can dream big and they can have some ambition, um, money can't put a value on that for mine. So when you talk to Luke Pepper, he talks about how he can gain new owners into his organisation because of the country championships and because of a race like a, a Kosciuszko. So that means that you're getting um, people involved into the game. So um, trainers in the country can try and get some better class horses so they can target these type of races. So they're starting to get better. They see... Um, a little bit of um, an opportunity to, to mix it on, on the big days and to, it motivates them and it, it proves to them that, yeah, they can do it. They don't have to um, aim up at their country cup, which they all love to win, of course, but they can, they can win these $2 million races. And then they start to try and expand their business and they try and be better, um, which is, I think, at the end of the day, that's why the Kosciuszko is such a success because it's making – it's, it's making country trainers start to believe and, and start to dream big and give them hope, um, which I think is terrific for the game. Yeah, it's outstanding. I think uh, you make a really good point. It doesn't just give them a, a, a spotlight in the media and a conversation about the race, but on the back end of it, that they're going to get sent really good horses, more owners come in there. There's a goal for not just the stable, but for connections and everyone associated with them. And it's getting them in the limelight. I think a lot of connections and probably even some trainers might not have even been to Randwick, let alone on an Everest day. So they get experience, all of that. And all the additions thus far have been outstanding betting races as well. A lot of form lines coming around. They all come, accumulate into sort of their one day. So I love the concept, the tickets. You get people in, they get to share the prize money. And um, like I said, I think this year's a different a- addition, Gareth, is probably the best yet. And it's only going to get stronger, that country ranks. And, I love it. I think it's great to see, and um, hopefully we see a, a good race and a strong race there on the weekend. I think there's a criteria, isn't there, for the Kosciuszko that you have got to be a certain class, and um, I'm pretty sure it's at set weights and penalties anyway, so that's why front page has got top weight. Um, but yeah, might... yeah, yeah. I think you've got to have a horse with that stable for at least a year prior to yes. the race, so you can't obviously just get it yeah. transferred out of a city stable back to it. So there's good rules, which we all got ironed out after the first couple of editions, that to to make sure there's no loopholes or yeah. um, anything like that, and it purely is for the country sort of set up. And if you do want to transfer a horse out of the, the city, it's a long term. Mm-hmm. Um, plan because you're going to have to be in stable for a year and um, set it all up. So it's not like you can just ship them down. So, so this is what like, I, I would love to get your stats on horses first up over 1200 meters of 
talked to a, a lot of good judges and that's sort of nearly a no, no 1200 meters first up. It's a difficult assignment. So there's a, a host of forces, as you just pointed out, the top four in the market. Mogo Magic's been around a little bit. He's, he's raced, what, three or four weeks ago? Is it? Six weeks ago. He, he was entered at Rose Hill, but scratched and then trialed there at Goulburn. So um, it's a big challenge for these trainers to get these horses peaking first up over 1,200 metres, which isn't easy. No, it's not. I think the, the biggest thing around it, Gareth, is I guess the Everest has a, a key lead up with the shorts, the Concord, um, the Premier State. So I think it's very easy to place those horses, whereas the Kosciuszko, it's hard to find key races and a key lead up. Obviously, they, they're, they're exposed horses. They've got big benchmarks, so they can't just pick off these easy country races and build the revs. So I think that's why we find a lot of them also go first up. I think the biggest thing about first up is um, you can sort of expose yourself to, we've seen it a lot. We saw Shinzo pull up um, lame. We saw a classic legend went first up into the Everest two years ago and pull up lame. So I think you, you risk yourself in the sense of, yeah, you are freshness and you got that sprint in your legs, but at the same time, you're probably not conditioned and you, mm. the muscles and the, the fitness of the horses probably aren't right up to the mark. So you leave yourself vulnerable for, for that. But um, with the way we trial horses now and the, all the data and, uh, I suggest that the country trainers are starting to get more of it. You can sort of prep your horses up a lot more to be dynamite fresh first up over 1,200 metres. But it's a great debate. And if you, you don't like fresh horses, there's going to be plenty there that sort of have that bit of advantage um, over these first up horses. So it is a bit of a risk, um, but I'd suggest sort of the lead-ups to the race maybe cause a lot of horses to do it first yeah. up. Denny Grove's an interesting running. Many Dunn's on fire at the moment. So... He could he be is. my play, but we'll discuss that tomorrow on Giddy Up with our weekend preview. I don't want to give too much away. Talking about horses, superstars that have trialed of recent times, we had a set of trials there in Sydney on the 7th of October, and one of the leading Everest contenders in Private Eye um, trialed nicely. I don't mind Private Eye. He's my calculations now um, for the Everest. He should have won last year, or he shouldn't have. Like He looked like he was going to win until Giggy Kick jumped out of the ground. He was stiffed stiff in a way that he ran into a superstar like a gear kick. Um, but he, I thought he was very good to win first up. And we know that he loves Randwick. We know that he performs well over the six furlongs and he's trained by a very good trainer. Um, so what did you make of that trial there of Private Eye the other day? Yeah, it looks in superb order. I think he's a great horse to get a guide off just purely on his trials and his stride. He obviously had a couple of issues in the autumn, um, but... He looked outstanding there at Randwick, stretched the legs out, did his best work late, and I'd suggest he's in probably the best form I've ever seen him in. I think we can go off his first start run, which is dynamic. The stable are very bullish. He drew gate nine, which is slightly tricky, but we'll break that down tomorrow. But I think he's the smoky of the field. If I'm to take any, yeah. or if you match up, think of it, uh, think about it, who's the stable mate, I would be leaning the way of private eye purely over that 1,200 yeah. metres. All right, then. We'll come back and have a chat about Benedetta, who trialed nicely. Also get your horses to follow as well from the trial. So don't go anywhere. This is Trial Time with Dean Watling and Gareth Horn. Giddy up this Wednesday morning. It's 10.21. I'm going to give it up and quit and ain't never coming back. Girl, but before I took the toe and I got to say, I know you used to love me, but that was yesterday. And the truth, I won't fight it when the love What a song. Sonia Dada. What a song. Uh, it's no surprise that wherever the blue and gold goes, success follows at First Light Racing, firstlightracing.com.
www.sbs.com.au. Benedetta, Silver Eagle this week. Can she win up and trip? Yeah, I think she can. Uh, she brings that Star Patrol, Parasails form. I see she's obviously nominated as well for the Sydney Stakes, which is the second tier race okay. to the Tab Everest. But I think the stable are pushing towards the um, Silver Eagle. Obviously, you're only a four-year-old once uh, to go to the Golden. I'll get Jacko on to that. Sorry to interrupt you, Jacko. Um, Jackson friends. We'll text Jason Warren to see where he's going with better data. Is he going to the Silver Eagle or the Sydney Stakes? Sorry, go on. But she's... <laughs> She's flying. The trial was superb. Like I said, she brings really good form lines and she's a mare in form. So it's going to be a great race. We see Golden Mile, Pericles, um, Yellow Brick in the nominations, which the fields are about to drop. Caboo, Ammond might go there too. We might get the, the, the scoop there if he goes to that race or he's kept for the shorter trip as well. But it shapes to be a really nice addition to see where he goes. Like I think you've been saying it on the socials this week too, Gareth. It shapes to be one of the best race meetings and um, race sort of cards across the entire year this year at um, Randwick and Caulfield. All right, mate. Um, what are the trial horses that we need to be backing this week? Yeah, we're still waiting for the nominations to come out. It's a bit of a quiet week, but the two we mentioned on top of the show, Welcome Gypsy, race eight and number nine today at Warwick Farm. And my best bet, really, really keen on this horse. I know it's short, but race three, number three, needs some luck. I think this horse is Saturday grade and, and progress through to that listed and group level. Um, so they're the two we're back in today. And I think uh, another one out of our trial black bull, King of Sparta, goes around on the weekend, okay. Gareth, in the Sydney Stakes. I think it's hard to beat. And Silver Eagle will be the destination for better debtor on Saturday Perfect. afternoon. So, yep, you're right on the money. Like, she's, I think she'll enjoy the extra trip, better debtor. And they're trying to get to the Golden Eagle and see if she'll get to 1,500 metres. Um, so she is an interesting runner. Good on you, mate. You're a star, Dino. Looking forward to catching up with you tomorrow. You coming to the North Sydney studio with me? I'll be there bright and Beautiful. early. Um, might even suit up, getting the mood for the Everest, Gareth. Yep. Oh, I'm looking forward to you suiting up. Maybe get a haircut as well. <laughs> Thanks, Dino. I'll leave some for you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I appreciate that. I need it. Um, it's no surprise <laughs> that wherever the blue and gold goes, success follows at First Light Racing. Firstlightracing.com today. You, you got me then, didn't you, Dino? I thought like I had him on toast and he's just hit a forehand down the line and um, knocked me out of the tournament. We'll take the news. And then after the news, um, not far away, Glenn Boss will be joining us. Looking forward to catching up with Bossy as we relive some of his favourite Cox Plate moments. Imagine what you could be buying instead. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au.